coming with love, mystery, and magic is the self-healing magician, Marissa Otterbein-Pyle. Hi, thank you Hi. so much, Bogdan, yeah, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've loved a lot of the things that you've shared on your social media. Uh, I actually have a gift for you today for being on the podcast. A special batch of some wildcrafted St. John's Wort. Oh, I actually made this myself you. from wildcrafted St. John's Wort flowers. An interesting thing called fireweed honey. So it's a special kind of honey that only grows in the mountains. Yeah. Some spring water and some high quality uh, uh, alcohol. So it feels really nice. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, thank you for being on the show. Yeah. So let's get right into <clears throat> it. Sounds good. This episode, we're focusing a lot on magical medicine. Yes. So what does magic mean to you? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, and I'm a little bit sick, so if my voice is. Um, I have a stuffed up nose, but so magic to me, I feel is sort of this practice of manifestation. Mm. And, um, there was this book called the secret that came out mm. and manifestation. I felt, um, kind of that book set people up for maybe not success mm. because they would sit and visualize the things that they want. Um, and that is in one level manifestation and one piece of it. It's important to manifest and visualize what you're wanting, but the true magic comes when you start to align mm. and show up in the areas of your life that you are working towards to mm. get that end goal. So really magic to me is using personal resources, like your personal power to create the life from your imagination, mm -hmm. create your reality. Mm, I absolutely agree. And I don't know if you ever watched the secret documentary, I didn't. but it was detestable. Oh, really? It really was. The way that it was framed is like, you can use magic to get the cars you want and to get the money you want and to yeah. get the wife or husband you want. And yeah. it was just so superficial yeah. and so materialistic. So Whenever Real anyone magic. brings up uh, like that book, Magic, uh -huh. uh, The Secret, yeah, I think it has some good points that we do manifest our lives, but the way that it was at least branded and showed to people, in my opinion, was very superficial yeah. and is exactly the kind of magic that gets you in trouble. Yeah, and um, just making the point that I really believe that we are multidimensional beings and so we have our physical selves, but mm. we also have our emotional, mental, and spiritual selves and working to bring those into harmony so that we can be happy with our internal and external environments. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So I saw you make a post about animal medicine. Mm -hmm. uh, like yeah, the slug. Slug medicine, right? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about what animal medicine is? I've heard of this uh, this idea a lot in shamanic practices yeah. and have done some research on my own. But Sure. Um, yeah, just to kind of share, and I feel comfortable sharing this because All of right. where we are in um, society for our psychedelic renaissance. Mm. Um, maybe years ago, this wouldn't be as accepted, but I ha was on psilocybin. I was in um, a journey and um, I was at a festival. I personally love festivals for 
um, the use of psychedelics because when done correctly, it creates a container to mm. play and explore. Mm. So I use them at festivals as medicines for self-exploration. Mm. And I had taken the mushrooms and I was seeing energy mm. and I was seeing, um, through people's heart chakra and out through the crown of their heads, different energetic animals, coming in which i mm. took as that being their spirit guides and mm. a voice inside of me said at different times we have allies coming in all the, all the time mm. so that kind of awoke me to a new lens to what the spirit guides the animals are um and i do kind of have problems around that language because mm. I don't want to add any cultural appropriation to totem animals, spirit animals. So I just sort of want to make an awareness there of mm. spirit animals. Um, really anybody can connect with any animals. Mm. Um, so <clears throat> I've all, I'm a Leo and so I love lions and I've always, <laughs> I happen yeah, to be wearing my, my lion uh, sweatshirt today, yes. so I must have known somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was the first animal that I ever connected with, and mm. I would connect with them in dreams, mm. and then just sort of in my personality. Um, and what I'm realizing mm. now that as I grow more into myself we as we up level our lives we have different animal allies come and give us gifts mm. um and so if we're open to cultivating ourselves mm. then we're open to those new gifts that we mm. can find um the idea yeah. of the animals visiting in dreams yeah. resonates a lot with me actually i've had countless dreams where some kind of like big cat came into a, either like a lynx or like a lion. I remember there yeah. was there was one dream I had where I was just kind of hanging out in a field with this like white lion and it had almost like glowy uh like glowing white fur and I was yes. just like hanging out with it in a field and <laughs> hugging it. Yeah. And we were just like hanging out. That's so interesting. I, I feel like I've I've had a very similar dream to That's you. like the white lion and after that the the idea of the white lion whatever that is kind of started resonating with me. Yeah, and like what I found too is you, then all of a sudden you kind of start seeing these mm. synchronicities and then all of a sudden there's <clears throat> like you just see maybe a white lion even if it's just like a statue or it's yeah. on a tv documentary mm -hmm. where you're going it's kind of like these synchronicities that mm. the universe works in that's kind of um, a big aspect of manifestation is not only do you need to manifest meaning like define your goals your dreams and kind of visualize and work towards them but you have to listen to the signs that point you that you're either on the path and you're not on the path. And I think the, the spirit animals are one way that yes. you know you're on the path or yeah. that you've deviated from it. I think uh, yeah. spirit makes it pretty obvious uh, when we're doing our true life and when we're not. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I, I feel like maybe this is a good segue to come into the power of our breath. Mm. And so what I've really been diving into is using the breath to um, match to some of those synchronicities. Mm. So um, we have control over our physical bodies mm -hmm. with our breath. I say mm -hmm. that if our if we're instruments, the body or the breath is a tuner. Mm. Um, and so so yeah, just kind of making that point of 
our breath has control and mm-hmm. we can start aligning to the more emotional and mental sides, spiritual mm-hmm. sides when we activate on the physical level. Right. Now, the breath in ancient traditions like yoga is, <clears throat> like you said, the way that we can control our bodies. And what's mm-hmm. interesting about our breath is it's the only really aspect of our nervous system that's both under control and not under control. Hmm. Meaning when we become conscious of the breath, we breathe. Like the fact that I even bring up like conscious breath, suddenly you're aware and now you're voluntary breathing. But usually it's a subconscious process. So the understanding is that the breath is a way to link the conscious and the subconscious because it can be either process. So because of that, it's a way to influence your nervous system. And I think that that's the reason why these yogic traditions, they focus so much on breath work is because that's actually how you gain control um, over the so-called not controllable aspects or the autonomic nervous system. And I've seen some interesting research from longtime meditators being able to control like their heartbeat, being able to control uh, like their blood pressure and all these different things that you think... um, as somebody born within the Western tradition is, you know, that's just the body and it just does that and you can't control it. But yep. uh, that's why I think breath work is so powerful. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about what kind of breath work practices you like to do? Yeah. And, um, and I also really like the breath work because if you're not feeling like, like some of this is like, whoa, way out there. Well, maybe you just haven't had an introduction to noticing some of these synchronicities that are always available to us. And so by using the breath, you kind of come back in your body and you have more of this grounded place of Mm -hmm. operating from. Um, So I learned about breath work because of Stan Groff. Mm. And Stan Groff was one of the... I think he was one of the last people to do clinical trials in Mm. the late 50s, 60s um, with LSD. Mm. And in 1971, when Nixon passed the um, act to legalize all of the, or make these substances illegal. The war on drugs essentially was started. Exactly. In 1971. Exactly. Um, And that's why there's been a huge dark period. It's changing um, the news and everything. You've probably heard of that. Mm. Um, So he decided to go out on a mission to figure out how to have a psychedelic experience without psychedelics. Mm. So he developed this breath work called the holotropic breath work. I've heard of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's really popular um, just because it really does induce a psychedelic experience Mm. and it gives you more control um, because you are the one inducing it with your breath right and like hypoxia the, the kind of uh the rub with psychedelic medicines is once you take it like that's <laughs> it you're on the journey whether or not you want to get off the ride like it's not yeah, up to you exactly so there's there's some good arguments for inducing these more spiritual experiences and psychedelic type experiences of your own voluntary nature yes. because then you can if you go into a place you don't want to go you can pull back but yeah. when your uh, mind and your nervous system are under the influence of a certain chemical yes. you don't really have a choice yeah you kind of are just taken along for the ride and you can yeah. either resist it or you can just kind of let go right and like that's why creating a container and having intention is mm. so important um, and I, I really as a psychedelic consultant I really recommend people start recognizing more of a spiritual 
spiritual or psychedelic experience in even something as simple as eating like a piece of fruit mm-hmm. or something of just to make it mm. kind of a meditative experience. I'd recommend you start doing some breath work, some yoga, some meditation because the psychedelics are like a shotgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, sometimes people aren't prepared for that. And, um, <laughs> <That's very laughs> there's accurate. a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of therapeutic sides to these, but there's a lot of people who don't who maybe aren't as educated and can get in a mm-hmm. um, stuck in a place. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's uh, a beautiful uh, movement and a lot you're part of like the Oregon psilocybin society and these psychedelic societies. Mm-hmm. They're a major force moving uh, these entheogenic uh, medicines or divine generating medicines yeah. or psychedelic mind manifesting exactly. medicines mm-hmm. into uh, a healing and clinical context so that they're not just, you know, something that people take, you know, at a party with their friends to, to trip balls or whatever, but something that, you know, somebody with, I don't know, PTSD or somebody with a serious mental uh, condition can go to like a healer, almost like a neo shaman or something you can call it. And they can guide them through this trip, possibly even microdose the medicines or, uh, full doses in a controlled environment where you work on like a particular aspect. And uh, from everything I've read, all the research that's going on, Mm -hmm. and from my own personal experiences, I found that psychedelic medicines are one of the most powerful methods for transforming your minds because they allow you to uh, tap into aspects of your spirit and your mind and your subconscious mind that usually are very closed off. Right. And closed off for good reason because usually it's terrifying as crap. Really? Yeah, and it, it gets us out of our prefrontal cortex and it allows us to um, get out of kind of the patterns. Default that we've mode been, network, they exactly, call it. The like default the default mode network. What they call in the traditions of like monkey minds and yeah. uh, just pattern. Yeah. Not like habitual action and being unconscious, basically. Yeah. And um, the whole way that the FDA is even allowing these to be studied is because of the psychotherapy piece. Because mm. I think there's like a huge uproar and excitement around the psychedelic medicines, but actually, that's only 25%. And you might have some heavy. Mm insights and downloads in your life but the other 75 percent of that is how do i take those insights and apply them to my life to make long-lasting change that's a that's really the most important thing i think of it because although the experience in and of itself is life-altering it is not it won't do the work for you because like you can't always be under the influence of a psychedelic Uh uh-huh uh if you, and if you could be, that might be problematic anyway right. to, to live like that. Like the, the greatest drug um, is our reality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. our uh, the way we act. So um, I definitely look back on some of my psychedelic experiences and I still take little bits of wisdom. I still remember things. It, they almost show you what is really possible for the mind, what is really possible for you to live like. But it doesn't give you it. It almost gives you like a, a teaser or like a taste of the spiritual reality that's possible. Yeah. But you still have to do the work. Yeah. And if you become too reliant on them, yeah. that's like another, I feel like, trap yeah. that some people <laughs> get. You know, they, they trip like every every weekend or even right. more frequently than that. And it's like, are they actually making the changes in their life yes. that that these experiences are trying to show them? Yeah. And that's the integration. And that's what's really... Mm-hmm 
seeing a lot of success. Um, That's so. why I think the idea of bringing uh, psychedelics into a more like healing practice or mm-hmm. clinical practice is so powerful because it allows people to do it within a certain specific context yeah. with some guidance. Yeah, exactly. And that's mm-hmm. Stan Groff's idea of set and setting. And so I guess that'll bring it back to <coughs> our breathwork um, mm-hmm. question. And mm-hmm. so I looked into holotropic breathwork and it induces a very intense psychedelic experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm more on the line of thinking that as a new healthcare um, and more people kind of become aware of the... Um, disenchantment of the psyched um of the pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. um that there's more of a subtle and gentle way that our bodies respond to to healing mm. and so holotropic breath work is a bit aggressive even though it's just breath work mm. it's still like a journey and it still can be like high psychedelic experience Mm -hmm. um and so i looked into this other form of breath work called soma breathing Mm -hmm. um and there's lots of resources out there if you just google it you'll find it Mm -hmm. um but it's soma breathing and i like it because it's a more gentle approach Mm -hmm. to um what was induced in the holotropic and so you're just a bit more in control and it's really great for people Mm -hmm. who have trauma Mm -hmm. um and just anybody who kind of wants to tune back into their bodies mm-hmm. uh yeah so that's why i chose to do the soma breathing instructor versus the holotropic certification mm-hmm. i liked its more gentle approach mm-hmm. so what is uh this practice based on is it kind of like a breath awareness are you uh breathing in a certain way for a period yeah. of time what's yeah. like a general uh way of understanding how <laughs> um, these work so it's like a combination of it's definitely a sequence and so there's mm-hmm. different forms for relaxation or for longevity for example Mm. so you'll just kind of be breathing normally breathing normally and then you exhale all and you can make this hissing noise like Mm -hmm. it's like when you breathe out so quickly and so hard that it makes almost like a wheezing sound right right and and you don't well no you don't want to force anything it's like very natural and then you just make that hissing noise because that actually expels all Mm. of the see uh, oxygen in your in your lungs mm. and then um and then you hold for basically as long as you could hold because we're never going to make ourselves pass out that's just in our minds and so um you can start to go into a meditative practice and that mm. increases the stem cell work cardiovascular mm. it's great for um people who have high blood pressure um right. and and so there's kind of different sequences but that's a main form that you would hold your breath mm-hmm. for basically as long as you can go into a meditative state and then you would breathe in and then for this is the longevity one for example and then you would hold your perineum or your root chakra mm-hmm. um or if you were to go to the bathroom and then stop that muscle mm-hmm. um and you hold your breath again and then you breathe normally and mm-hmm. you do that about like three or four times mm-hmm. and that would be the longevity routine and practice Interesting. so what i'm being yeah. trained on and i'm not completed with it but is so my breath work instructing and so that i could lead a group of people through that that's that's remarkable yeah we were speaking before about uh, these practices not being exceptionally uh, mainstream, and some people might view a lot of these as kind of like woo-woo. Yeah. Fun word. Totally. I, I use it completely ironically. Yeah. Um, but what I've noticed is that there's certainly 
there's a way to approach this in a way that makes sense for people that don't want to enter it from like a spiritual or religious angle. Yes. Um, and that's kind of the overall field of like mindfulness or awareness. Yeah. Um, because you don't really need to like believe in any particular God or any religion to realize that if you can calm your breath and calm your mind, your mental health is just better. You're more calm. You're more focused. You have less stress. And there's an intense amount of research. There's people, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Sam Harris. Mm-mm. Um, his work is very focused around uh, like spirituality without spirituality. So like meditative practices without the trappings of uh, like religious iconography or Hinduism or Buddhism and just like focusing on like the actual practice and seeing those benefits for somebody that doesn't necessarily uh, doesn't feel like they're very religious. Personally, I like I like all that. I like all the divinities and the gods. And the, the idea I have these days is that like whether or not they exist in some kind of way isn't that important because they yeah. exist within our psyche. And exactly. they have a they have an <clears throat> effect on our psyche. So like yeah. praying to like a certain god of some kind of archetype of energy of love or peace or strength or something that does things and you know they come visit you in your dreams and it has an impact in your life so i mean what is real anyway like the mind is just as real as everything else yeah exactly and i've come to all of these conclusions just through my own personal experiences Mm -hmm. and i'm the person that you have to see it to believe it i also came from a scientific background Mm. and um you know i've just experienced things that kind of can't you can't unsee something Mm. um and so that's where i that's where i um come from and i always say like i believe in what you believe in i'm not here Mm. to force anything onto you i try to be conscientious of how i'm learning things to Mm. not give advice but Mm -hmm. just to offer up because i do know that i have certain knowledge that can benefit people if Mm -hmm. they choose Mm -hmm. um and i really resonate with sort of the coyote trickster energy mm, where some Loki energy yeah where I just kind of plant little <laughs> seeds and I'm not attached if they pick them up or not but they're there for whoever and whenever mm. they, they want to pick them up mm. so and that's the wonderful thing about these kind of practices is that you do them and you see what it is for yourself yeah so you don't necessarily uh like in Christianity it's very based around belief and faith or something uh-huh. but for these practices it's based on do the practice and you'll find out for yourself yeah um and i've certainly had a lot of incredibly uh, hard to explain meditative experiences yeah um i started meditating at the end of high school so it's been probably about like 10 years um and i know just like you know anybody could say anything about meditation like it's woo i don't even get like offended by it anymore i just like laugh i'm like okay you have never done it like yeah you're you're just silly you're just a silly person Um, but yeah. I do, I, this was really enjoyable mm. and I would love to continue with part two. All right. All right. It seems like we're strapped for time. Yes. Can you, uh, we'll definitely be doing a part two or we're going to tackle a lot more about medicinal mushrooms, uh-huh. magical practices yes. and alike. I really enjoyed this. Can you tell Me our, too. uh, 
our wonderful listeners how they can uh, <laughs> hi, how they can uh, contact you or get yeah. in touch with your services. Yeah, so um, the social media route is the best. Um, my Instagram handle is love miss magic, like love mystery and magic, L O V E M Y S magic. And on Facebook, it's the same, but my name Marissa, and that's spelled with a Y, so M Y R I S S A. Yeah. Marissa Thank you for having Otterbein me. Pyle. Yes. Thank you. The uh, self-healing magician. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>